0: It's Monday, don't you press that snooze button, it's time to get up and let's make this happen. Monday Matters Podcast with Pastor Rashad Burden. If you need to follow him, go ahead and hit him up on Instagram, Pastor Burden, or send him an email at PastorBurden at iClouds.com. Let's get into today's message. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4.
1: Verses 35 through 41. It's Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. And the New International Version reads this way. It says, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. If a furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, "'Teacher, don't you care if we drown?' He got up, rebuked the winds, and said to the waves, "'Peace, be still.' Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, "'Why?' Are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, What manner of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? So allow me to speak to you for a short moment in the sermon and subject title, I told you so. I told you so. Father, not my words, but your words, not my will, but your will. Make my words simple meaningful and therefore memorable, never in remembrance of me, but always in remembrance of Jesus. In his name I pray, amen and amen. I told you so. I um, I have a bigger, younger brother. I have a bigger, younger brother. His name is Marcus Burden, and um, he is about 6'3", 215 pounds of pure muscle. He has about a 46-inch length shoulder span but only a 24 inch waist span he has always been athletically gifted and i remember even when i was young that um i remember even when i was young that he was always just more athletically gifted to me and often we would race and he would always beat me and i remember one day i said to him marcus today is the day that i finally beat you and sure enough um i said to him i'm going to beat him he looked at me and said rashad You have never beaten me, and you will not beat me today. I am going to beat you. And we got to the starting line, and we started to run, and sure enough, he beat me. It's one thing to say you're going to do something, and another thing to actually be able to follow through. I believe that we serve a God who, when he says something, he means it. And when he says something, he will bring it to pass. I believe that it is no coincidence that God tells us the things that he tells us, because his word actually says to us that his ways are not our ways, neither are his thoughts our thoughts, but just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his thoughts higher than our thoughts, and his ways higher than our ways. Really what that means is that sometimes he says things and does things that don't make sense to us, but we have to trust and believe that if God said it, that it's for a reason and it's for a purpose. This is a very similar situation that we find. This is a similar situation to what we find the disciples in there in Mark chapter 4. The Bible says that the disciples and Jesus are there and Jesus says to the disciples, let us go over to the other side. I do not think it is coincidence or random that Jesus says to them, "Let us go over to the other side." But I believe it is significant. It is significant because it was on this side that the disciples had seen Jesus work miracles. It was on this side that they had seen him do things that they had never seen before. It was on this side that they had seen Jesus feed five thousand men and and even more women and children. But Jesus came to them and said, "Let us." Go over to the other side. It was on this side that Jesus had looked down at water. Water looked back up at its creator, blushed red, and turned to wine. But it was then that Jesus said, Let us go over. To the other side. And I believe that it is significant that Jesus said to them, Let us go over to the other side. Because I know I believe that God knew that that from time to time his people can, can sometimes get comfortable where they are. So let me submit to you at this moment that every once in a while God will come to you and say to you, Let us go over to the other side. Even though it was on this side that God healed your family family member, that it was on this side that God provided provision so that you could pay your bills when you didn't have enough. Even though you experienced that there, sometimes he has to come and tell you, let us go over to the other side. Why, you say? Well, let me submit to you today that one of the reasons that God comes to you and says to you, let us go over to the other side is because he knows that his children have a tendency to get addicted to the blessings of yesterday and will miss out on the blessings of tomorrow so he has to come and tell you let us go over to the other side because he knows that we have a tendency to get attached to our past experience. And if he does not move us forward from time to time, we will miss out on what God has for us in the future because we're so attached to what he's done for us in the past. Jesus goes to his disciples and says to them, let us go over to the other side. And the Bible says that they take Jesus just as he was into the boat. And the Bible says that they push off from shore and it gives a intriguing detail of how there were other small boats but it says that as they push off that 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 when they get into the midst of the sea that a storm arises this challenges me because the bible says that Jesus and the disciples push off from the boat and is it was Jesus's idea to go to the other side but the bible says that they end up in a storm. Can I ask one question? Have you ever followed Jesus into a storm? I'm talking about people who have listened to God, heard his voice, and followed what he instructed them to do, yet you ended up in a storm, have you ever followed Jesus into a storm? You tried to live right, but your relationship, your life seems to be falling apart. You tried to listen to God, and the person you ended up with ended up pulling and tearing and causing your life to fall apart. Have you ever followed Jesus into a storm? You try to be faithful and 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 and, and, and handle your finances in an intelligent way, but you're the one who's tr- struggling to make ends we meat. Have you ever followed Jesus into a storm? Have you ever listened to God and you ended up in a storm? This is the situation and the circumstance with which we find the disciples here in Mark chapter four. The Bible says that they listened to God and ended up in a storm, but I believe that I have at least one or two people who may be listening to this right now who know that every once in a while, even if you listen to God as as, as as faithfully as you can, that you will end up in a storm. But can I submit to you this idea that the storm that you're in is not supposed to put you at a distance, but actually supposed to draw you closer? There's a story told of a young boy who had a paper boat and he went to play with his paper boat down in a pond and his mother told him to be very careful playing with the paper boat and to not let the paper boat get away and the boy went down to the pond and began to play with the paper boat and sure enough, it got away and he, instead of stressing, instead of worrying, he walks over to a pile of rocks and picks up some rocks and he walks back to the pond and he begins to throw the rocks into the pond but what was intriguing is he's not throwing the rocks at the boat he was throwing the rocks over the boat because he knew that if he threw the rocks at the boat the boat would sink and go under but he also knew that if he threw the rocks over the boat that he would cause enough of a current he would cause enough waves if you will to slowly but surely cause the boat to return to its creator can I suggest to you that the storms that you are dealing with in your life are not to drown you are not to take you under but are rather meant to draw you closer to your creator the Bible says that the disciples listened to Jesus and ended up in a storm. They're in a storm and it's no regular storm. These are professional fishermen. And the Bible says that they're struggling for their lives, that the boat is filling up with water and they're doing all they can <laughs> to get the water out of the boat. And the Bible says that that, that, it's at, that when they've come to their end, when they realize that this storm and this challenge and this problem is beyond themselves, that at the end of it all, that's when they decide to go and look for Jesus. Can I just can I just instruct you? Can I just encourage you that before your life fills up with water, before you're about to go under, before everything becomes overwhelming, that you go to Jesus before you start going under. The Bible says that they wait and 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 they're trying to save themselves. But this is where that intriguing detail comes back to me. It said at the beginning when they pushed off from shore that there were other little boats in the area this is significant because the bible lets us know that the disciples are in a ship they're in a large boat but the bible also specified that there were other little boats which lets us know that the storm that the disciples were in they were not in the storm alone and not only were they not in the storm alone there were others in the storm who were less equipped than they were to handle the storm. Can I just talk to you for a second about what storms cause you to do? The storms in your life try to tempt you into thinking that first and foremost, that you are there by yourself. And what it does is it blinds you to the fact that if you're going through a storm, there's someone else going through it with you who is less prepared. Can I just encourage you for a moment to let you know that if you're in a storm, you may be just a little bit more prepared than those around you and maybe if you would take a second to get over yourself and to look around you will see that God has provided you everything that you need to make it through the storm and maybe you should try instead of trying to save yourself look for an opportunity to save someone else the disciples weren't there yet so they went down and they were looking for Jesus and the Bible says that they found him sleeping on a pillow When I get to heaven, I'm going to have to talk to Jesus about this because this frustrates me a little bit that not only did they find him sleeping, the Bible says they found him sleeping on a pillow, which means he was comfortable. And I don't know about you, there have been times in my life, and I'm sure there have been times in your life where you have wondered, God, are you asleep? Are you even paying attention? Do you even see what I'm dealing with? And that's how the disciples felt because they wake him up and the Bible says that they say to him, Master, don't you care that we are about to die that we are about to drown and the Bible says and this is one of my favorite parts one of the one of the one of the best details in this particular story is the fact that Jesus does not respond to them in fact he doesn't even say a word to them I, I envision that he gets up from his from his deep and comfortable rest and he stands up and he walks right past the disciples without a word and the Bible Says that he goes to the top of the ship and he looks the storm in the face and says to the storm those oh so famous words, Peace be still. The Bible says that the storm calms down immediately and there is a great calm. And I used to, you know, um, kind of glance past this part, but I realized something that Jesus. Is wake uh, wakes up from his sleep, is awoken by the disciples, and he goes to the top of the boat. The storm is still raging, and he has to speak peace into the storm. And the Bible says that he turns around to the disciples and asks them a very intriguing question. He says to them, do you still have no faith? and And it challenged me, but then I believe the spirit revealed something to me. And I pray that this touches someone and that this moves someone. That Jesus, that God had to get up and speak. the blessing into the storm that he intended to be inside of the disciples. That Jesus got up and spoke peace and stopped the storm when really the peace should have been in the hearts of the disciples. Why is that significant? I wish to submit submit to you something very challenging. That maybe God does not want to to silence and give peace to your storms. Maybe God just wants to speak peace peace into you. Maybe God is tired of you asking for you to, asking him to fix everything in your life. Maybe God just wants you to ask him to fix you. Because at the end of the day, if he has peace in your heart, there is nothing that he will not bring you to that he will not bring you through. The fact of the matter is, when the disciples were in the storm, and you've heard this before, Jesus was in the boat with them. And it was Jesus. was Jesus's idea to get in the boat in the first place. I believe that we as a people should continue to wean ourselves off of asking God to fix our situations and begin to yearn for God to fix us. Because if he fixes us, what is there that we can encounter that he can't bring us through what is there that we can encounter that he has not prepared us for I'm tired I'm tired I believe God is tired of of having to calm our storms when he's put everything inside of us to be calm in the midst of our storms because the storms that we experience are not there to drown us they are there to pull us closer the Bible says that they get there that 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 Jesus calms the storm. He says, Peace be still. And he looks at the disciples and says, Where is your faith? Do you still? have such little faith. You know, this challenged me for a while, and I always wondered why it was Jesus was justified in asking the disciples, why do you still have such little faith? Jesus, don't you see that they just went through a life-threatening situation? Jesus, don't you see that everything that they had worked for and everything that they had lived for was about to come crashing down? How dare you, Jesus, ask them and say to them, how do you still have so little faith? But then I remembered that the reason that they were in the boat in the first place is because it was Jesus on the other side before they came to this side who suggested to them, let us go over to the other side. The fact of the matter is when we're dealing with our storms and when we're in the meantime and in between time, the fact of the matter is if we just remember what God told us before we got in the storm, we will know that we're able to make it through to the other side of the storm. I believe that no matter what storm you're dealing with, no matter what storm you're challenged with, that we serve a God who is standing on the other side of the storm, and he's waiting for us to come through so that he can tell us, I told you so. I believe that no matter what we experience in the meantime and in between time, no matter how challenging, no matter how frustrating, no matter how stressful, that if we just hold on to what he told us in the beginning, we'll have strength to carry on in the in the midst of so that we can make it to the other side to see the arms of Jesus open saying, I told you so. The story is told of a, of a young granddaughter and her grandfather who were Driving, And they were driving through a storm. It was a bad storm and they were driving and the grandfather was driving and his granddaughter was in the passenger seat. And as the story goes, they were driving and cars began to pull to the side of the road. And as the story goes, the daughter, the granddaughter looked at her grandfather and said, grandfather, the cars are pulling to the side. Maybe we should pull to the side too. And the grandfather said, no, we're going to keep driving. He kept driving and kept driving. And the 18 wheelers began to pull to the side of the road under the bridge. And the granddaughter looked at her grandfather and said, "'Grandfather, even the big trucks are pulling over to the side. Maybe we should pull over, too.'" And as the grandfather looked at her, he said, "'Granddaughter, we're going to keep driving.'" They kept driving and kept driving. The rain kept falling and kept falling until they finally came to the other side of the storm and they saw the sun on the other side. And it was at that point the grandfather looked over to his granddaughter and said, "'Now we're going to pull over.'" And he pulls over to the side of the road and he says, get out the car. I want to show you something. And they get out the car and he points back to to where they had come from. And he says, granddaughter, if you look back right now, you can look at where you would, we would be. You can look back at where we would be if we had stopped. But sometimes in life, you just gotta keep driving, keep pushing, because if you just keep pushing and keep going and keep trusting and keep knowing that what God said to you holds true, you'll be able to come over to the other side and know that God has been faithful to you. I wish I had one or two people who knew that God was able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think that if he said it, he will bring it to pass that what he told you truly is so. I don't know if I have one or two people who who know that God has whispered some things to you in the stillness and in the quiet times of your life. And you have gone through storms that have caused you to have spiritual amnesia and to forget what he told you before you got in. But if that's you, I just encourage you to hold on to what he told you, to remember, to bring back to your mind what he spoke into you and to know that if he told you so, He will bring you through. Father, thank you so much for telling us so. Your word. Ooh, you've given us all so much word. And I pray that regardless of the storms that we encounter, that we hold on to the word that you gave us before we got in the storm so that we can make it through the storm and be able to look back at the storm and know that you told us so. Thank you. In your name I pray. Amen and amen.
0: like what you heard right what I need you to do is one subscribe to this podcast Two, share it with somebody don't be greedy now three I need to join SOP's social media family Instagram SOP underscore ministry HCL Facebook and YouTube SOP ministry HCL get our original songs available on all streaming media You want to give us a financial donation to help push this cause forward? We appreciate that. Send us that cash app at dollar sign SOP Ministry HCL. Be blessed, family. See y'all next week.